Blog Talk Radio. London, welcome to the Ginger London Show. I am so excited that you are here. I am the owner of GingerLondon.com and Ginger London Enterprises. I'm an ordained minister and a board-certified coach. And so for those of you who don't know me, I'll spend just a few moments to tell you a little bit um, about myself. I have uh, been in ministry over 20 uh, years. I started in ministry under Bishop Paul Morton. Uh, I went on to Oral Roberts University. Um, some of my accomplishments I have, uh, I was a contributing writer to the first Women of Color Study Bible that was put out years ago. It is now called Aspire. And I have 17 articles and profiles in that study Bible. And I don't think anyone has done anything like that since it was a publisher out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I am the host of the Gotta Get Myself Together conferences, seminars, and challenges. Um, on live here in Baton Rouge as well as online, and um, the author and writer of four study manuals, Understanding Your Calling, The Making of a Spiritual Diamond, uh, Discerning Your Boaz for Single Women, and also Friends, Foes, and Fellow Christians. And so I'm just really excited that you're here. There's a new dimension that I'm adding uh, to uh, to my assignment, rather. It's called Greater Works. And there we'll have live events. We'll do uh, ministry and business coaching as well as uh, coming in the future, a coach certification uh, training program. So tonight, though, I'm ex- really excited about tonight because tonight is the preview show um, titled You Are a Re- Reward to Somebody. And this is a, one of the preview shows that's leading into the Understanding Your Calling mini boot camp that's going to start August the 27th and run for four days. It's a free training. Um, it's online. It's going to be um where you can just be in the comfort of your home and you can listen by uh, Internet or you can dial in with your uh, smartphone and engage um, in um, the training that way. But I'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get halfway through on tonight's uh, training. Um, but before we di- officially dive in, I want to give you some basic logistics. As we go into the teaching, if you have uh, a question or a comment, you can press the number one on your phone and it will indicate to me that you have a question or a comment, um, and w- w- the way that I do that is I say your area code and the last four digits of your phone number when I bring you online so that you know that you're next in uh, up to say something or to actually ask a question. So I hope you have your pen and paper with you on tonight. Uh, we're going to going to be intense. Uh, it's just going to give you a little taste of what to expect um, in the Understanding Your Calling mini boot camp. It's going to be really intense. Um, full of powerful information. I want you to know why you're here in the earth. What is your assignment? And, you know, the Word of God says that with all about getting, get an understanding. You can't walk out and move in the full capacity in your greatest potential that God wants you to if you don't fully understand what it is that you are supposed to be doing in the earth. What assignment is on your life? What gifts, abilities, and talents that you have? What spiritual gifts do you have uh, in the earth? And how uh, does it complement or play uh, into what it is that you are assigned to do? We don't have spiritual gifts that are supposed to lie dormant. They are given to us to uh, do a particular thing or specific thing. So um, the spiritual gifts are endowed. They're empowered by the Holy Spirit. But there are talents, abilities, and skills that we can learn that will complement what we are doing um, 
uh, in our assignment. So it's important that you understand what it is that you are called to do. And so tonight, to get you ready for the mini boot camp, I want to talk to you about being a reward uh, to somebody. So tonight in this teaching, I'm going to give you three important keys uh, to obtaining your rewards as as a result of being a reward to someone, and then also to give you five key principles for experiencing success God's way. And if you don't have the foundation that you need, which is our biblical foundation, our faith in God, you may get you may do something, and you may get a you know to a certain a level, but you won't experience the fullness of what God intended. Um, for you to experience. And so we're going to go ahead and get started. Remember, uh, I'll say it periodically. If you uh, have a question or comment, you just press the number one. If you're in the chat room, uh, if you're listening by internet and uh, you're in the chat room or you want to join the chat room, you must log in as a listener. You must register as a listener for Blog Talk Radio in order to be able to participate in the chat room. Other than that, you'll be in the chat room. You can see the comments, but you won't be able to make a comment or ask a question as a guest. So I encourage you to um, to do that. So let's get right into tonight's teaching. You are a reward to somebody. The first thing I want you to know is that everything that God created was created to solve a problem. You're not here by accident, no matter how uh, you got here. You know, whether you were uh, birthed with a single a mother, through a single mother, single-parent home, um, uh Maybe it came as a result of some other situations. You're not here by accident, period. If you're here, you're here for a purpose, and you're here with an assignment that God has for your life, and God desires and wants you to fulfill your assignment in the earth. So you're not here by accident. Everything that God created was created to solve a problem. So if you think about that just in the natural, why did you buy a car? Okay, well, you bought a car because it solved a transportation problem, right? You needed to get from one point A to point B. You needed to uh, travel in your car. Maybe you needed it for work, but you still needed it for transportation to get from point A to point B. All right, so why do you watch the news in the evening on television? It solves an information problem. You want to know information. You want to know what's going on. You want to know who's doing what, what's happening in your city, what's happening uh, internationally or what's happening globally, if you will. So you watch the news or you watch um, a certain broadcasts for information. So it solves an information problem when you're watching the news, when you're watching broadcasts. So why did God create you? It was to solve a human problem. And most of us are empowered with some unique and specific gifts. We just really don't realize all the time what we've been entrusted with. All right, so if you, uh, let's say, uh, you know, just in the natural, mechanics, what, they solve car problems, right? Your car is having a problem, you take it to a mechanic. You know, if you, uh, a dentist will solve your tooth problems. If you're having toothache, tooth pain, you, t- you go to the dentist. A lawyer will solve your legal problems. Mothers solve emotional problems for their children, for their families. You know, accountants solve tax problems. Uh, um, And as Christians, we solve human problems. We have the answer to the human issues of life, okay? And so God created you for... to solve a human problem, you are created to function in your capa- your fullest potential for such a time as this. This is your season. This is uh, the time that you are supposed to either be uh, preparing or you're supposed to be stepping out or you're waiting. One of the three. You're either waiting, meaning, and when I say waiting, I don't mean that you're just sitting still doing nothing. It means that when you're waiting, it's like you are still getting clear. You are still getting some clarity from God on what it is you to do. Or you're in the preparation stage. That means that you know what it is, but you are developing it. You are getting it ready. None of us need to be loose cannons or, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you say, um, just renegades out there, do, you know, stepping out, doing things that unprepared. God is a he did, God is a God of order, and he when he created the earth and everything in it, it was done in order on the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, and so on. We have to be prepared for what God has called us for. We say yes to the call, but we have to be prepared for the calling, to be able to walk out in it, to do what, it, what uh, we are called to do. Everywhere through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, if you look at everyone, study the lives of everyone that was called. They answered God at some point, whether they said yes immediately or whether they were running forward and at the end up saying yes. 
But when you study, you will find that they all had to be trained. So there's a preparation season. So you may be in the season of preparation. What determines how you um, succeed in your preparation is whether or not how you make yourself available for preparation. You know, sometimes when we answer, people answer the call to God, call of God on their lives, whether it's in ministry, business, careers, um, whatever, however God is using you, sometimes just because they say yes, they have a tendency to get a little puffed up. And the Word of God tells us that you don't put a novice up because the novice becomes puffed up. Well, we don't want to be puffed up when we are fulfilling our callings. We want to be empowered. We want to be uh, full of the knowledge and uh, everything that we need, skills, abilities, training. We want all of that uh, in its right place in our lives so that when you step out, you're stepping out as a vessel ready to be used and not just like an empty cannon. You know, arrogance is when you're when you're full of, like full, being full of hot air. There's nothing, no substance to you. It's just a lot of hot air going on. And so you don't want to step out like that. So you want to make sure if you're in that season of preparation that you really prepare yourself. Or you're in a season of where you're launching out or it's time to step out. That means that waiting and preparation has been completed and you're ready to go forward and do what God has called you to do. And so in in understanding those three things, then you're ready to understand or let's learn a little bit more about you being a reward to somebody. You are a reward no matter what season of life you're in. You have an answer to a question for someone. You have the solution to a problem. You are the smile to someone else's sadness. You are a reward to someone. So we want you to to really, really think about that because I don't want you to say, okay, I'm just sitting here. I'm, I answered yes, but I'm not ready yet. So what? You know, how am I a reward? You are a reward because God created you and has given you an assignment. And so, even though you may be in the waiting stage, waiting for your for the manifestation of what God has called you to do, there are still ways that you can function in your calling, even while you're waiting. Uh, for the preparation season and for the stepping out or launching season. You can become encouraged just by studying the scriptures uh, on what you are called to do. I can remember when I answered the call to ministry, I went on a seven-day fast. And some of you may have heard me give that testimony before that I fasted for seven days. And I was fasting because I wanted to seek God to know what it what was I called to to do, what was, my, what was the calling on my life. And uh, one of the elders in the church in New Orleans at that time, taught me how to, I had never done a fast before, taught me how to do a seven-day just water-only fast. And and um, and I did it, and she told me exactly what to study. I started in Isaiah chapter 60, I think it was 60, and, uh, and started reading. And then I started studying scriptures on teaching. I started studying the scriptures on preaching, and I studied scriptures on ministry. And when I got through those seven days, I I tell you what, I knew exactly what I was called to do because I was praying and fasting and seeking God. So even while you're in that waiting season, the excitement of knowing what God has called you to do is just enough to encourage yourself. So as you are studying and as you're, uh, you know, learning more about it, you, you stay excited about it, okay, so that when you move to the next phase, which is preparation, you're ready for it. Okay, so, you know, it's very important to know that every part of your being has an assignment, and we know that. You know, if you just say, again, we're just dealing with the natural right now. If you you can look at every part of your body, your entire being, and know that there's an assignment to it. So God didn't leave any part of us where we just have something that's not doing anything. For example, your eyes are to see, right? We, we use our eyes to see things. In the natural, you know, in the spirit realm, we use our ears to hear. We use our hands to reach and touch. We use our feet to walk and go places. We use our mouth to speak. We use our nose to smell. So every part of us has been created to do something. So, you know, all of every part of your being has an assignment. So there's no way that God will give you every part of your being an assignment and not give you something to do in the earth. It's not going to uh, uh, give you all of these other things that are functioning in your life and then have you think that you're nothing or, there's no, you know, that your life has no significance or, oh, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't really think I'm supposed to do anything. 
No, I mean, you know, we're kind of trained to say some of those things, but you can push past those barriers and really believe by faith that God, and know according to the scriptures, that God has created you, there's a hope for you, there's a plan for your life, he has something in store to give you a hope in the future, it's not to hurt you or harm you, but it's to move you forward in your life, and so everyone has something that God has assigned them to. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 20 says, Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. So all of us have a calling. You know, we're all called to do something. The key is to understand what that calling is. All right, so let's talk about you being a reward to someone and what, what does that mean and, and how is how is that um, accomplished in, in your life, you know, um, the easiest way to say that is that whatever God has called you to do is not just for you. It's for you, but it's also mostly for someone else. And that's how you are rewarded to someone. What type of reward you are will be dependent upon what it is that God has given you, what he has empowered you to do, what he has assigned um, you to do. It's important to recognize that, you know, um, everybody doesn't need you. The ones that you are rewarded are the people that need you. You know, sometimes we say we want to service everybody. We want to be able to minister to everybody. We want to, we want to sell our products to everybody. We want to uh, provide services to everyone. And although that may be a great thing to desire, it is not accomplishable. You can't accomplish that. We cannot service everybody. We can't sell our products to everybody. But what is really impactful and influential in your life is when you connect to the people that you are assigned to. You are the answer to the questions to the for the people who you are assigned to, not for everybody's question. You can't answer everybody's question. You can't solve everybody's problem. You're only a reward to those that you are assigned to. So when you connect to people who don't really need you, what happens is you're not their answer. You're not their solution. Uh, so you're not used uh, to your fullest capacity. You know, you... I've been there before. If you've been in ministry or in business or in your career any length of time, you can say, even if it was for a short period of time, that you may have, there may, if you look back over it, you can say, you know what, there was a season where I connected with a group of people that I just went there because, you know, hey, that was the end thing to do. But I really wasn't assigned to them, so I didn't get very much out of that. I may have gone to those networking events or I may have gone to those ministry events, but I was just there. You know, I wasn't really um, – uh, leaving anything there except I, I just, you know, my attendance, they recorded me as one of, you know, put a, put me down as a number for their total count, but it really wasn't impactful or influential from my end because I wasn't assigned to that. You know, and sometimes we find ourselves doing that uh, because we go to whatever is popular at the time or we have friends, you know, who are having events or uh, doing certain things and we say, okay, I'm going to support my friend. I'm going, you know, uh, uh, help them, and that's all good. Just don't look to be used in any capacity uh, when you go to those events, except for in a servant capacity where you're serving and helping them. But when you are walking in your calling, you must be connected to the right people. If, you, if you're if you not, then you're not going to be their answer. You're not going to be the solution to their problem. You know, you you are just going to be pretty much in the way because God has someone else planned for them. You must know what you're called to do and who are you assigned to, period? Who are you assigned to? We are not uh, to be everywhere. We're not to service everybody, just specific people at specific times, and that's important to know. So here are three important keys to obtaining your reward. Number one, God has qualified you to be a perfect solution to someone. I'm going to keep saying that to you throughout this training. You are the solution to someone. The key for you is finding out who that is. And once you find that out, I promise you, once you are clear on that, your life changes. You become so excited and so enthusiastic about who God has assigned you to because what's on the inside of you begins to flow out of you as, as uh, rivers of living water when you connect to the right people. It automatically just flows through you. You'll find yourself talking to them. You, it will just flow from you out of the abundance of your heart. Your mouth will start speaking, and you will just start blessing their lives just from five and ten-minute conversations. So you must know 
school you are assigned to. You are qualified to be a perfect solution to someone. The key is to know what you're called to do and who is it for. Number two, it is your responsibility, though, to discern your assignment to them. Okay, that's your responsibility is to discern what your assignment to them is. You know, um, we say yes to the call. We know what God has empowered us to do, but we have to discern. That's spiritual. You know, what my assignment to those that I'm called to, what is my assignment to them? So if you are a teacher of the word, what's your assignment? Your assignment might be to go and teach people about faith in God, how to have faith in God. Um if you are, um, um, let's say, um, a conference leader, uh, you what, what is your assignment? Your assignment may be to have um, empowerment conferences or it may be to have uh, ministry leadership conferences, maybe to pastors or uh, uh, lay ministers or something. What is your what What is your assignment to them? You have to discern that. And once you discern that, that is how you determine what you are to provide for them. If you notice, if you look throughout uh, the body of Christ, when um, people put on certain events, usually their events every year is geared toward a group, of, the same group of people every year. The theme might change, uh, the slogan may change, but the overall purpose of the conference doesn't change. So if you're going to a pastor's conference, that's the overall purpose of that is for pastors. It's a pastor's conference. But the theme of that conference might change. It might say leading for change or, you know, uh, resting in the Lord. And so that year they may focus on teaching you as a pastor how to rest, how to take some time and just slow down a bit so you won't wear yourself out, so you won't become weary and well-doing, something like that. Maybe your assignment is to, uh, you, to the youth, to young people, and you may have a youth conference. Well, that's, the, that's who you are assigned to, but the theme of your conference may be different. You know, if you are a counselor, you know, you're a counselor, but you may counsel hurting women, or you may counsel hurting men, men who've been abused or whatever. So you have to discern what is your assignment to the people who you are the reward for. Who, you, who are you assigned for? What is your assignment to them? My assignment is to bring healing to their emotionally wounded areas. If you're a counselor or recovery person of some kind, or if you are a mentor, uh, it may be that you your assignment is to mentor uh, young and upcoming pastors to help them to flow in ministry and stay in the, stay on target with God to make sure that they walk in integrity uh, in ministry. Something like that. It could be you have to know exactly what your assignment is. Sometimes it's hard to figure out. Sometimes it's not. The best thing to do is to connect with someone who's been in whatever area that you're called to, whether that's business, ministry, uh, career. Connect with someone who's been walking in that for uh, a length of time who can sit down with you and, and, and actually actually train you on how to discern that, how to know what your assignment is, how to know what you're going to be an expert at, what are you going to be good at, even in the body of Christ. You know, we hear certain words and we kind of, back up from it like expert, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, Jesus told the disciples, come follow me, I'm going to make you fishers, fishers of men. Fish of, you're going to be fishermen of, for men. Okay, so they went from just fishing fish to graduating to fishing fishing for men. Okay, so it's okay for you to be an expert or good at what it is that God has assigned your life to. We all need to be that. You know, don't let anyone fool you. The way the people, the way psychology works in the minds of people, that they look for people who are experts. They look for people who are good, at, for people who are good at what they do, even in ministry. Definitely in business and in professional careers, they're looking for people who've been doing it for a while, who know how to train them and know how to pr propel them or launch them to the next level that they want to go to. So it is your assignment number two to discern. Your responsibility, rather, to discern your assignment to them. Number three, so when you discover to whom you have been assigned, you will experience great peace, fulfillment, and provision for your own life. So that's the three important keys of obtaining your reward. If you want to experience the reward for being a reward to somebody, number one, you know you have to believe that God has qualified you to be a perfect solution for someone. You need confidence. 
You must believe that he has created you to be the, a perfect solution for someone. That doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes. You may not mess up. But when we say perfect, I want you to think from the mindset of matured, ready, you know, in position, in place. Not perfect like, you know, that you don't make mistakes, you don't mess up. Not that kind of perfect. Perfect uh, from the perspective of you are qualified or you are becoming qualified to do what God has called you to do. Then number two, remember it's your responsibility uh, to discern your assignment to them. All right? And then it is also, let me add to that, not only just your responsibility to discern your assignment uh, to them, but also they have a responsibility to discern that you are perfect for them. Okay, so if, if I'm a pastor and you're holding, uh, hosting pastor's conferences and um, I'm looking for someone to mentor me, I have to, my responsibility on the other side of that as the person you are assigned to is I have to discern that you're the right person for me. So it's a mutually beneficial relationship. You know that you're assigned to that person, but they also have to discern that you are the right person for them, that you are the one that has that will have the answers that, that as that they need. You know, if I'm a pastor, for example, as I'm gonna use that, uh, then I have to discern that your conference, your event, or you uh, would be the right connection for me to to get trained, to go to the next level, to receive the the teaching that I need for whatever it is I'm trying to do. You know, I also have a responsibility to discern that you are the person that has what I need. And once I do that, there is where we can make the right connection and everything should flow smoothly from there. So it's mutually beneficial. You have a responsibility to know who your audience or your person is, and that person has a responsibility to know and discern that you are the person for um, for him or her. You know how many dentists there are in the whole world? All right, think about that. Or just in your city, there are a number of professional dentists in your city. But what determines which one you pick? You're going to look at their background, or you may get a referral from a family member, and then you're still going to maybe Google them and or get a brochure if they have it, or read a business card, you know, or go in for one a session, and then you'll know from that one session whether or not this is the dentist for you. You know, well, you know what was his. Uh, 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 if you will, bedside manner, like, you know, was he roughing my mouth trying to, uh, you know, uh, fix that cavity or, you know, fill that cavity? What, you know, what was his services like? You know, was he, was he nice? Was he pleasant? You know, did he, was his office clean? You know, it's a number of things that you're going to look at, but you'll know from either reading the brochure or going for one visit if that's going to be the dentist that you're going to stick with, you know. So it's a number of ways that you can actually do that. Or they can do it. So you must make sure that you have the right fit. Then number three, then you have to discover, uh, you know, whom you have been assigned. And when you do that, you're going to experience great peace, great fulfillment, and provision for for your life. You know, Proverbs um, tw- uh, 3, verse 27 says this, Withhold not good for, uh, from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand, to do it. So when you know that you have the answer to somebody's question, when you know you are sol- you have the solution to a problem that they're facing, we're, if you know when you're walking and understanding what in your calling and understand what you're called to do, you will not hold that information. You'll release it to the per- the people that you are assigned to because they need it. And when you do that, that's where the fulfillment and the joy comes in. Is when you can bring transformation to someone's life based on what God has entrusted to you. So we're, you know, Proverbs 3 and 27, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. You are truly a gift and a reward to the people that you are assigned to. It's very important that you know who you are assigned to. And so let's take a few minutes. I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, the upcoming um, Understanding Your Calling mini boot camp. Uh, and then we'll get right back into the five principles for success God's way. And so um, if you haven't registered already, go to gingerlondon.com, and you can register. There's a link on the front home, on the home page that will take you directly to the page where you can register. It's a free training. It's for four days. It starts August 27th, 
uh, for four days. It'll go from August 27th to actually August the 30th. And uh, we're going to have four full days uh, of training. When I say full days, about 60 to 90 minutes. So four power-packed hours, I guess you can say. Um, and I'm really excited about it because it's one of the first uh, study manuals that I ever wrote. Um, I remember going to the Bahamas to do a leadership conference for Bishop Paul Morton, and the class that I was assigned to teach at that conference in the Bahamas was called Understanding Your Calling. And so I wrote a manual uh, to teach it instead of, you know, uh, to have to have products to sell at the conference, and that manual has been one of the best-selling manuals that I have. And so now I have, you know, evolved it into more than just a study manual. It is uh, now this is the first time I'm doing uh, a, a mini boot camp with it. But basically, it's an eight-week training program. Now it has evolved into an eight-week coaching program. But coming up on August 27th, I decided to do like a mini boot camp so people can have an get to experience. Uh, what it is, you know, today there's so much going on on internet, there's so much going on uh, at um, events and conferences and whatever, that I, when people make an investment uh, into something that I'm doing or something that I've written or product I've created, uh, I want them to, to be 110% comfortable and assured that when they make that investment, that they're sowing in good ground. I want them to know that whatever they get is going to bring uh, a great influence to their lives is going to impact their lives. It's going to really bring about a change. And so it's very important for me to make sure that people um, can be comfortable where they get to know, like, and trust me, you know, so they'll know that whatever they purchase from me is always going to be good quality and rich content to help them. And so we just I decided to do this mini boot camp so they can get a little, so you guys can get a little taste of what the full eight-week course is like. So before the mini boot camp on day one, uh, we're going to be talking about how to hear from God, how to hear God's voice speaking to you, how you're going to learn how to dis, uh, discover and discern who you really are. You're going to learn how to transform the, transform the image you have of yourself and then you shift the way that you think about being assigned um, uh, with your purpose. You're going to be able to uh, learn how to release any kind of resentment uh, towards others or judgments towards others that, that keeps, keeps you from walking in the fullness of your calling. Um, and then also on day one, you're going to learn and realize that quickly that you are enough, you know, and that you are deserving of the greatness that God has planned for your life. On day two, you're going to learn how to develop yourself according to your spiritual gifts and talents. You'll learn how to clarify your ministry, your business uh, vision and focus. You're going to learn how to carry out God's vision for your life. And you're going to clearly identify the compelling specifics of your ministry or of your business or your career assignment. You know, a lot of times we're in ministry or we're in business and we say, oh, I just want to serve God's people. Well, that's a general statement. And really, let's just call it what it is. Sometimes that's just a really cop out for really fine tuning and becoming crystal clear on what God has called us to do. It works so much better and easier when you know specifically what you are called in the earth to do. If you're going to be a business owner, what type of business owner? Then are you going to sell products or are you going to sell services? If so, what type of products, what type of services? If you're going to be in ministry, who are you assigned to? Okay, if you're assigned to women, well, what about women? Are you, are you assigned to women in ministry? Or are you assigned to women in leadership? Or are you assigned to hurting women? Or are you assigned to uh, single um, uh, mothers? Are you assigned to just mothers in general? What type of woman are you assigned to? And what is it that you have that they need that's going to help bring transformation and change in their lives? And so we, on day two, you're going to learn how to become really clear on identifying the specifics of your ministry or your business. You're going to learn how to even get better at what you do. You're going to learn how to find that expert in you and become better at what you do or find out what it is that you're good at and then elevate yourself through from learning and training and, and, and improving your skills to become an expert at what it is that God has called you to do. And then you're going to learn how to build your network for greater works and success. Day three, you're going to learn how to grow towards spiritual maturity, developing uh, the discipline and structure for greater works, you know, in ministry or business. You're going to also learn how to release control and have faith in God. That's hard, you know, but it's worth it, you know, because once you start 
learning and growing and, and, you know, sometimes we try to get out there and do things on our own. We really have to release that and really, really have faith in God and let God lead us and show us where to go, what to do, everything. We have to let God show us what it is we should be doing. And then you also learn how to ask for what you want. Sometimes, you know, hey, we go to God, we pray. There are certain things that we want in ministry, certain things we want in business. God said you you have not because you ask not. You know, of course, if you're asking amiss, you're not going to get it. But if you're asking uh, with a pure heart and uh, towards God, God says anything that you ask for, if you believe without doubting, you shall have it. So I'm going to teach you how to ask for what you want. And then you're also going to learn how to organize your ministry um, or your business calling to reach the masses. How do you organize it? In the past, we had to wait on people to invite us. Now, you can really set yourself up and launch yourself where you can reach a lot of people uh, in a short period of time from the comfort of your home. You know, uh, they can see you, webinars, Skype, everything. It's so much we can do now. Couldn't do just even 10 years ago to reach people, a large group of people. And then you're going to learn how to be accountable why accountability is important and who to be accountable to and how the power of momentum works in your life. And then on day four of the mini boot camp, uh, I'll teach you how to become an influential expert in your industry, how to be authentic in ministry, how to be genuine, how to be sincere in ministry and business. I'll show you how to create resources that will help you to reach your assigned people so that they can be successful as well as you can be successful. And then I'll teach you how to con- uh, how to use your content to market yourself, you know, from newsletters, uh, blog, you know, doing blogs, you know, making posts on Facebook, how to write, um, how to take your, if you're a speaker or a preacher, how to take your sermons and turn them into e-books or turn them into audio books without having to pay somebody hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars to publish. You know, you can do self-publishing now. You know, people love that sort of thing. So how how can you do that? And then uh, you'll learn some st- uh, strategies and uh, tech, um, techniques are on how to actually host your own live events, whether you're doing them online or offline. So that's what's going to happen in the four days for the uh, Understanding Your Calling mini boot camp. Again, if you haven't registered, go to genderlondon.com on the home page. You'll see the um, banner. You click that banner, it'll take you over to the registration page, and you can register for it. So, Let's move on because we just have a short period of time left, and so I want to make sure I cover everything. So I want to talk to you now basically uh, about five principles, um, biblical principles, to help you succeed God's way. And we're going to tie that into you are a reward to somebody because everything that we do has to be done from a foundation that's built up on the rock, which is the, Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Okay? We don't want to do anything on shaky foundation. If you start on shaky foundation as soon as you're not received, as soon as you're rejected, as soon as no one shows up for your event, as soon as nobody calls into your telecall, your prayer line, you know, you're going to fall to pieces because you will not have a solid foundation from which you built your ministry upon, your your business on, your assignment on, your career on. You need to you need to make sure that you're building on the biblical principles so that you can have a solid foundation. So the first one is starting with prayer. That's principle number one. You must start with prayer. We all know that. I do, I'm sure we all know that we have to start with prayer. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says, be unceasing in prayer, meaning we are to pray all the time. Does that mean that you should be praying, you know, every minute of 24 hours? No, but you need to be, you need to have a spirit of prayer. You need to, you need to know how to flow in prayer. Like at any given moment, you ought to know how to stop and pray for whatever you need to pray for. Wake up in the morning, you start your day off in prayer, you close your nights with prayer. But throughout the course of your day, you need to learn, you need to pray throughout the day because I guarantee you something's going to happen. It doesn't have to always be bad, but an opportunity may come before you. Before you say yes to it, you may you may need if you have time, you need to go into a spirit a, a, a place of prayer to make sure that you are responding to the opportunity to wait the way that God wants you to. Even in ministry, I've learned over the years that, you know, when I first 
started out with a lot of my friends, you know, when we were going, started out, you know, everybody that invited us, we just went, 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 and went, you know. And then over the years, I learned that every event, every conference, uh, every seminar is not for me to go to. Even though it may be somebody that I know inviting me, it's not always for me to be present. It's not always for me to speak at everybody's event or teach a class at everybody's conference that invites me. Sometimes I have to say no, and you will have to get to that place where you are discerning enough and you know how to be led by the Spirit of God that there are going to be some times where you're going to have to say no, that you, you've got to say no. But that comes through you uh, having a really strong prayer life and being able to communicate with God through prayer that when things happen, you know when the Spirit of God is leading you. So you really want to make sure that your success is being built upon prayer. You know, uh, if you try to have success, if you try to do ministry or business or go to a certain level in your career, if you try to do that without prayer, it's like a pool without water. You know, something vital is going to be missing. In order for you to get the full potential out of the pool, you have to put the water in there. So it's the same is true for your success. When you, you can never get really get to your potential without prayer. You just can't do it. It is the vital element that if it is left out, you will leave you empty and you will start wondering how in the world can you fill that space. And if you've ever been there before where you say, let's say you um, you let your prayer life, you know, uh, slacked up a little bit in your prayer time, there's an empty feeling that occurs. If, if you've been in, in, uh, in the body of Christ for any length of time, especially in ministry, when you don't pray like you should, there's an empty feeling, like a blah kind of feeling. And you say, wow, something's missing. It's the, what's missing is your time with God. You remember that song, I Miss My Time With You? You know, so you have to make sure that you are praying the way that you should. Prayer is communicating with God, you know, one-on-one. You have your secret closet, and the Word of God said that when you pray in secret, He'll reward you openly. And then, of course, we have public prayer, you know. But you have to make sure that you are communicating with God. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. That means to consult the Father about everything. Allow Him to become so ingrained in your life that you cannot imagine life without your prayer time with God. That's where you have to be. If you're going to walk in your calling, you're going to fully understand it, you have to become ingrained. Your prayer life has to become, your life has to become saturated with prayer. You have to saturate your life with prayer. You know, even if, it, if you're just starting your, developing your prayer life, it doesn't feel uh, um, as comfortable in the initial, initial beginning, but keep pressing. Keep praying. Do it anyway. You may only pray for five, three minutes. Pray anyway. It'll go from three to five. It'll go from five to seven. It'll go from seven to nine. Before you know it, you'll have a prayer list. And if you have it in front of you, you'll look up and you would have prayed 15 or 20 minutes. So start where you are and begin to build your prayer time with God, you know, your prayer life. Your success depends on your relationship with God. God is the creator, your creator, and he is the one that gave, that gave you the assignment, gave you the calling. So you need to have a relationship with God, and a true relationship with God centers on your communication with him. You know, a lot of times people think prayer is this magical kind of thing. It's not. It's just simple communion with the Father who knows all, who is all, who has all things already planned out for you. That's what prayer is. It's communing with God. It's about listening to God. It's about hearing from God. So in those quiet moments of prayer, ask for direction and and then wait for an answer. God will never steer you in the wrong direction. You will never uh, steer you in the wrong direction. It's always going to be in the right direction. So pray about everything before, during, and after. So if you try to make decisions, pray about pray about everything before, during, and after. There is um, uh, no necessary posture, if you will, for prayer. You know, some of us, you know, you know, brought up in in when we go before in the morning time and then at night. You know, you're on your knees and you pray. You may still be doing that. And that's great. But there are going to be some times where you're going to just be standing or you're going to be kneeling, but you're going to need to pray. And so make sure that you uh, know that it's not about your posture. It's about communing with God. Then number two, the second principle is live by the word. You know, Psalm 119, verse 105 says, 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So imagine walking down this dark hallway. You know, you're frustrated because you stumble upon something, but you can't see how to get around it because it's so dark. So what do you do? You, do you continue uh, walking on or do you turn the light on so you can see? And that's what the word of God does. It brings, it turns the light on on your, in your on your path. So when you are walking in your calling, trying to understand your calling, the word of God turns the light on for you. So you no longer have to stumble through, you know, darkness or through life trying to figure it out. The word of God shines light on it. Everything that you need to know to be successful is in God's word. There is uh, so much wisdom there, so much positive wisdom for life in the word of God. All you have to do is open up the book and begin to study it. You know, study, set some time on the side every day to get into the word of God so that the word of God can light your path and show you the direction that you should go in. Take time to read and meditate on God's word. Without that, without that, you're going to have a hard way to go. You know, so you need to make sure that you're understanding the word of God. Get you the resources and the tools that you need. You know, um, line up on line, precept upon precept. You know, we have to know the word of God. And the Bible tells us to study to show yourselves approved unto God, and you will find that God's word has not only the answer, but also the antidote for whatever is blocking your view of success. If you can't, if you're not reaching the plateau that God wants you on, the word of God will deal with that, even if it's something in you that needs to change. So you need to have that daily quiet time of reading the Bible every day is important, uh, but most important is your focus on living it every day. Okay, once you read it, you got to start taking action steps. You really have to put it uh, in uh, to practice. Principle number three, your faith is powerful. Faith without works is dead, and, and without faith, it's faith, it's impossible to please God. Luke chapter 17, verse 6 says this, and the Lord answered, if you had faith, me, even small like a, a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Now, how awesome is that? All you need is faith the size of a mustard seed, and you can speak to a mulberry tree. For some translation, you can speak to a mountain and tell it to move. That means that's powerful. You just need the, the seed, the faith the size of a mustard seed. So we, your faith is powerful. With faith, you have the power, the strength to do anything that God has purposed for your life. So just imagine what you can do with the kind of faith that will move a mulberry tree, you know, that just a small seed of faith. If it can move, move, move that tree, imagine what you can do in your calling with that same size of faith. But, of course, we want your faith to grow. But if you start with that mustard seed faith, you can do a lot of great work with, with, that, with, with that faith. So I just want you to know that your faith is powerful. It really is powerful. Then uh, principle number four is that you are to live on live on purpose. Uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. All right, your life is unfolding just as God wants it to. If you are walking in your calling and if you are sincere about it, so the key is to stop walking around. You know, living life um, like you're in the accidental zone. Remember I told you that you're not here by accident. You know, things don't just happen to you. Things are planned by God for you. You know, we serve a purposeful God. So you must live with purpose and determination. Stop reacting to life events as if you are a victim of, of accident or chance. Know who you are and, more importantly, who God is in your life. Your purpose is being revealed as you learn and grow through every situation that materializes in your life, all right? So you have to determine your success by how you handle every obstacle that comes in your path to block you. And you know, In order to handle that, you have to live on purpose. And when you live on purpose, there is nothing that gets in your way that you cannot resolve, that you can't get over, that God will not show you how to handle why? Because if you um, don't uh, live on purpose, if you will, if you don't, then what happens is you'll end up doing things to your to to your life to sabotage your life because you you'll be wandering around trying to figure out who you are 
and what are you supposed to be doing? God knows the plans that he has for you. If you don't wake up every day with your mind focused on that fact, then you don't walk purposefully and you miss out on so many open doors to opportunities that he has placed before you. When you don't know that God has plans for you and the plans that he has for you are to prosper you and for to have a good future. You, you really have to know that God has great plans for you. And be, because he has great plans for you, principle number five, you are an agent of change. John chapter 14, verse 12 says this, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these, because I go to the Father. And that's the scripture that I use for greater works. There are greater works that God has in store for you to do. So faith is powerful, is, is, is important. Faith is a powerful tool for the Christian, but in order for it to work, uh, to its potential, you must not only believe in Jesus, you have to believe in yourself too. You have to believe in the power of your faith. You have to believe that God created you to be a change agent. You know, with faith, you can do even greater things uh, in the earth. Can you imagine how different the world would be around you if you would just exercise your faith power, how how fast your business will grow, how, how fast your ministry will grow, or how easy to, it would be to launch out? Um, in ministry, if you if you just uh, just really exercise your faith, you know the miracles that will happen in your life. If you would exercise your faith, have you ever thought about how much your faith power could change the world around you? If you just really think about it and begin to exercise your faith, you will see that God has some great things in store for your life. God's will for your life is that you are also that you also change the lives of others. Because of your faith. That's why you need to increase your faith. You need to, every day, you need to just really grow in faith. Let your presence uh, leave no one untouched like Jesus' presence did. You know, when people encounter you, they need to encounter a change agent. They need to, as I said earlier, when they experience you, there needs to be a transformation that takes place in their lives. I don't care if you talk to them for three minutes or 30 minutes or if you talk to them for 90 minutes. There needs to be a transformation that occurs, an aha moment, if you will, every time somebody encounters the, the calling that God has placed on your life, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in business, or whether you are professionally in a career. If everybody's not in ministry, then everybody's not going to be an entrepreneur. Some people are going to stay on their jobs, and they're going to go to the highest level possible on their jobs. And so you need to make sure that um, you recognize and know that you are a change agent and that no one that encounters you that comes in before you leaves untouched. Some way or another, you should be able to speak into their lives, give them something that will help bring about a change or transformation um, in their lives. You can be an agent of transformation according to the power that is in you because of your faith. You know, if you're like me, sometimes you experience that when you're talking to people. It just remember I said earlier tonight that it just flows from you like rivers of living water, just flows out of you, you know. And you're excited about it on the inside. Everything is just jumping around, you know, and high fiving each other, if you will, because you know that that's the spirit of God using you and working through you. I can tell. Honestly, I can. When the Spirit of God is flowing through me and working through me, it really does flow like rivers of living water. And that's the way that you want it. It doesn't matter what position you're in. It doesn't matter what genre, if you will. We're going to break them down to ministry, genre, business, or career. It doesn't matter. You know, when the Spirit of God works through you, it flows like rivers of living water. He wants you to be transformed and wants you to be restored to his glory, and he wants people who come into contact with you to be impacted by what he has empowered you uh, with to uh, to do in the earth. Remember, you are truly a reward to somebody. Uh, God has given you an assignment. It is your responsibility to uh, to figure out what or to seek God, not figure out, but to seek God to di- to discern what your assignment is and who you are assigned to, and it's the the people who you are assigned to 
they also have a responsibility to discern if you are the person um, that is the right fit for him or her. We can't service everybody, but the somebodies that we are assigned to, when we service them, their lives have changed and our lives are enriched, and God rewards us, you know, for doing exactly what he has called us to, to do. And so I'm excited about um, tonight's teaching. Um, uh, if you have a question or a comment, you can press the number one, and I'll bring you on live, and you can make a comment or um, ask a question. If not, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this evening. This is the first of the preview calls. First, um, again, I want to tell you just briefly about Understanding Your Calling Mini Bootcamp. If you haven't registered, go to gingerlondon.com. On the home page is a banner. You click the banner, it'll take you to the registration page. It is a free training. It's for four days. It's from August 27th to August the 30th. Um, it's going to be uh, online, so you can be in the comfort of your home, and you can listen by phone or by Internet through your computer. Um, the times will be um, on the 27th, which is a Thursday. It's at 7.15 at night. Uh, on the 28th, which is a Friday, it's at 7 a.m. Um, and then on Saturday... Uh, the, the 29th, Friday the 28th, 7 a.m. On Saturday the 29th, it's at 9 a.m. And then at August the 30th, Sunday, it's at 7.30 um, p.m. And so we did a couple of early morning sh um, uh, shows or teachings, uh, sessions rather, uh, for people to actually be motivated and encouraged uh, at the beginning of their day. And then we did some in the evening. But when you've done some of the assignments, we can connect back up at about six, seven thirty in the evening, and then you'll have time to really focus. You know, get through, get home, get situated, and go ahead and prepare to be focused uh, for that evening. And so, again, it's for four days, August twenty seventh through August the thirtieth. Um, go to gingerlondon.com. There's a banner on the homepage. Click that banner, and you can actually uh, register for the free training um, that's coming up. And so, we're going to close out in prayer, and that's going to be it for today. Be sure to register so you can get the emails or stay connected on Facebook. We'll post all the preview calls uh, or shows out there on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, but uh, in order to actually participate in the mini boot camp, you must be registered to get those emails, to get the call-in numbers and the links for to listen by Internet. You must be registered um, for the training to actually participate. Again, it's free. You just need to register with your name. I think it's your name and email, and I may... I think that's it. So don't forget to go over there and register um, for that. So let's go to God in prayer, and we're going to close out for the evening. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this evening. We just honor you on tonight. We just bless your name, oh God. Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit was the great teacher on tonight. We thank you that we are reward to somebody, Lord God, and that you're going to help us to do, to know exactly who our um, assigned group of people are, and we are going to walk um, in the calling that you have called us to, Father, with our eyes and ears focused on the opportunities that you're going to make available to us so that we can reach the, the people that you have assigned us to. Thank you for the spiritual gifts and talents that you have placed on each of us. Thank you for uh, the things that we're doing in life, whether they're ministry, business, or in a professional career. We thank you we're in the set place at the right time, Lord God, that we are in our set place at the right time, doing the right things, Father God, and we just thank you for that. Now, we pray for open doors, Lord God. We pray that, Father, that you will open doors of opportunity for us to be able to do what you have called us to do. And as we prepare to go forth in the mini boot camp, I pray, Father God, that all that have an ear to hear, uh, what the Spirit is saying will hear you, Father, and that they will uh, participate, Father, with a desire to know exactly what you have called and purposed them to do. We thank you for an opportunity to learn from you. We humble ourselves before you. We set our faith in agreement to everything that was taught on tonight, and we set our faith in agreement to your word, being confident of this, that he that began a good work in us will perform it until the day of Christ. And we thank you for that great work, Lord God, that you placed on the inside of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me on tonight um, for this preview call, preview show, rather, uh, for the upcoming uh, Understanding Your uh, Calling uh, mini boot camp. I look forward to We're going to have a, a couple, two more. Uh, and then on next Thursday, the boot camp starts. So 
just I, I humbly pray that you register for the boot camp. If this is your first time meeting me, follow by faith and register. You will not be disappointed. God has entrusted to me a great and awesome teaching gift, and I'm humbled by it, and I'm just pleased and honored to be able to speak into all of the lives that he's allowed me to speak into. So God bless you. Have a wonderful and great and awesome kind of evening. Take care. Well, before we go, I see somebody has a question. I'm going to bring you on. Good thing I saw you. Um, your area code is 614, and the last four digits is 2945. I'm going to bring you on. Hello? Uh, yes, um, I had a question. Um, it okay. seems the Lord has already, um, a call, he's already obviously has a call on my life. And um, recently he's been more specific about what that call is. Um, I have heard from prophets that I have a strong teacher's anointing. And okay. in addition to that, um, I received a call uh, through a dream uh, where a person from India was asking me to come to India because I was needed there. And I was told by a, another prophet that that was a calling. So um, you were talking about, I think you were talking about um, reading your word and that type of thing mm-hmm. to determine what your calling is. But can you also get a word from the prophets in terms of what you're calling oh. is? Um, yes, I think that, uh, you know, I've got... I've, I've, I've gotten uh, words spoken into my life from prophets even after I was walking in my calling, like for the next level, what to do next, those kinds of things. Um, and even after I studied the Word of God, I kind of, um, you know, on the, the gifts of the Spirit and the different areas of callings that are in the Bible, um, uh, once I was discerned from God what it was, God did send a confirmation through a prophetic word, um, you know, that, you know, what that calling was. But let me say this to you. Um, if you do, you feel like you have a, a teach this, the gift of teaching. I've been teaching yes ever since uh, the one prophet said teach 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 teach, and mm-hmm. um, so I I have um, um, I do do some teaching. It's not a lot of teaching, but it is some teaching. I write Bible right. studies. Right, but how do you, when you teach, how do you feel about teaching? I love it. So, go ahead. I I, I love it. Um, I love what I learn because right now the Lord has me in a mode of learning more from the scriptures than I am teaching. And what I do is I ask questions about the text that I would ask the Lord or the questions that I have about the text and um, also ask the Lord to give me the questions to ask um, that he would ask um, right. that he would right. have us to ask about the text. So right. um, what I'm asking, go ahead. So um, anyway, that, that is the extent of my teaching per se. I do have life lessons at the end of um, each teaching um, principles that can be taken away from that right. teaching, and right. that's what I'm the asking, extent of my right. Teaching. I got it. What I'm asking you is, how do you feel about teaching? Not so much what you teach. What when you're up teaching, do you feel like that's what you're called to do? Because a lot of times, you know, like you said, the prophet said, teach, so you you know, teach, teach, teach. Okay, so when you're up teaching, what does it feel like in your spirit when you're teaching? Great. Great. So would you would say that you agree that after, you know, even if you haven't taught a lot, that what you have, you know, the, the lessons that you have taught, would you say that's a confirmation that you do have the gift of teaching, that you're called to the to the teaching ministry? Yes. Okay. So what have you done? Um, so are you asking me? I, I was asking you, um, you know, when you when you first receive a prophetic word that you're going to be doing X, mm-hmm. Y, Z, you know, teaching or going into missions mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. right. um, is you don't immediately, as it was explained to me earlier, um, you don't immediately go into that you don't immediately begin operating in that specific 
um, I think, office. I think, I think, right, I think it depends on what God's plan is for your life. You know, you can get a prophetic word that you are, let's say, teaching. You can get a prophetic word that you are called to teach, and the way that you begin to move and operate in that gift immediately is, I don't know if you were on earlier, but the way to get that you uh, move in that immediately is you begin to study the scriptures on teaching. What I did was I went and I got a concordance, and I looked up the word teacher, teaching, teach. And so that's how you start flowing in it. Is you learn more from the scriptures about what it is you're called to do. You may not be up on the platform, behind the pulpit, or whatever, but the way that you can flow in it immediately is you can study teach, teaching, teach. Okay. And study all, most of the scriptures that you, um, you know, that you're, the scriptures on what you're called to do, study those scriptures. Okay, and what about uh, the missions? I was um, uh, I got received a prophetic word uh, earlier that I will be going into missions and had a dream actually where um, um, someone tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and it was a person from the group that I believe the Lord may be calling me to. I'm asking okay. me to come to their country. Right. If I okay, my suggestion to you would be to go and pray about that. Because the two of them may be bridging, to, may be, God may be bridging both of them together at some point. So it, it's possible to have the gift of teaching and be called to the mission field. So you need to really spend some time in prayer, dedicate some time. Uh, even if you don't want to fast, dedicate some time to like seven days of prayer just about that. You know, just go into prayer and ask God to make, you know, give you clarity and confirmation about the two areas that you are um, you know, are moving in or or thinking about at this time to really bring some clarity to that for you. Okay. Yeah, because um, thank you very much. It goes back to yeah, it goes back to knowing who you are assigned to. So it's real. The, the teaching gift is easy to, to give that example. If I'm called to teach, then who am I assigned to teach? Because I'm not going to teach everybody. So am I assigned to teach on the mission field? Okay, then that's my audience. Am I assigned to um? Am I assigned to teach um, women? Then that's who my audience is. Am I assigned to teach young people? That's who my my audience is. So you may have the gift of teaching, and your 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 audience or your platform may be the mission field. Okay. Um, also, um, since I was late on this call, will you be making um, um, either a recording of the call oh, yeah, available yeah, at a later date? Yeah, you'll be okay. able to um uh if you if you go to the if if you connect with me on Facebook there's gonna be a link that you can hear the replay. Or if you come back to Blog Talk Radio and just Google my name on there, it'll say on demand and you'll be able to find this one. Okay. All right. Well thank you very much. You're welcome. What city are you calling from? Uh Gahanna, Ohio. Okay. All right. Well thank you so much for joining me tonight. Mhm. Thank you. God bless. Bye. God bless. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for joining me on tonight. Um, this this wraps it up for tonight, and we will send out emails and post on Facebook for the next um, call. So God bless you. Take care, everybody. Have a great and wonderful evening. Mm-hmm.